Gardens and Plants, professional garden communicators who share what is happening in the world of plants and gardening in the Washington, D.C. metro area. My name is Peggy Riccio, owner of pegplant.com, an online resource for gardening in the area. I'm a horticulturist and I live in Northern Virginia. And my name is Terry Spate. I'm owner of cottageinthecourt.com, a website and blog where I share all things beautiful in the garden from the places I visit, highlighting my favorite plants, books I'm reading, and more. And I live in Maryland. Together we are Gardens and Plants. Every two weeks we'll be sharing what is happening in the D.C. metro area, including Northern Virginia Maryland suburbs. This is a great opportunity to mark your calendars in advance for events, although many may be virtual, to learn about plants and gardening and to learn about public gardens and nurseries to visit in this area. So, Terry, what's going on in your garden? Well, my double file viburnum is showing off outside my office window. I'm going to have to prune her back immediately after she flowers. But what I'm going to do is use the softwood cuttings and I'm going to make more plants. Oh, that's and a I'm great idea. Do oh, it is. I love doing this. I used to do it all the time when I lived in Fredericksburg. And what I do is, you know how you go to the flower show and you see all these women with this curly willow and <laughs> willow branches? Mm -hmm. I put those branches in water and I make willow water, which is a very much old fashioned way of getting plants to start. So I'm gonna use a little bit of willow water. Some of them, I would just dip the, the softwood cuttings in rooting hormone powder and repot them up using my recycled pots and by fall, if I don't forget about them over the summer, by fall, I should be able to uh, plant them along the rear fence line of my property mm -hmm. so that next spring, some will bloom, some may not bloom, but definitely within two years time, I'll have a wonderful white living fence around my property. That's gonna be great. Oh yeah, it's gonna show up well because I've got a lot of trees at the rear of my property. I also have a white dogwood that's blooming on the other window in my office. And what amazes me about the dogwood every year, when the blooms initially come out, they're like a pale green and white and they're small. But then as spring progresses, the blooms like get bigger. Every day, they just, it's like they just seize the day. Right. It's really amazing to watch. And that's just on, in the back and the side. In the front of my yard, um, I have a white bearded iris called immortality. Mm -hmm. um, I look at my garden as a, as a flower show. So immortality is emerging as the first contestant <laughs> <laughs> in my front yard perennial uh, parade. And the herbaceous peonies are, they're positioning themselves to be the second act. I'm right. not sure if they're going to make it, though, because I have something I purchased last year from Homestead Gardens. Um, I love Amsonia hubrechtii. Mm -hmm. This is an Amsonia, um, not hubrechtii. The cultivar is called Storm Cloud. Hmm. They have broader leaf, and the bloom, while it's still blue, it's more of a steely blue. It's really, really noticeable. Um, so it's really, it's caught my eye. I should have bought three and not just one. 
but I'm going to try to root that as well. Um, the container sweet peas that I planted from seed, from Renee's seed, they are coming along nicely. Yeah. Um, I have to thin my carrots. And the last thing is, because I'm still at war with my groundhog, I had some wire fencing from my dad's. So what I did was I put it around the exterior of the container to keep the groundhog out. Now, right. I did that on Saturday. So far, Terry won, groundhog none. <laughs> so you're going to do notches. <laughs> yeah, I'm going I'm to do notches on this pit because I also put sticks in it to make sure that the groundhog wouldn't just come and knock it over. Right. So what's going on in your garden? Oh, well, I do think of it like a play act one, you know, and so act one is spring, of course, you know, and azaleas are blooming, herbaceous peonies are blooming, yarrow, dianthus, hardy geraniums, everything's blooming, uh, but I, I feel it's going to get warm. In fact, I'm starting to wear my sunscreen now because, you know, we've been teleworking for so long that we forget. It's like, hello, it's time to start wearing the sunscreen. And <laughs> Is <that> the truth? <laughs> Yeah, so, but I planted my butterfly pea plants, and these uh, were from seed that I collected from a friend in Florida last year, and this mm. plant produces purple pea-like flowers, and they're supposed to alter the color of a drink, so they're used in cocktails, and I've always wanted to plant this thing, so oh, I started wow. from seed, I know, I started from seed, and I planted it up, and now we'll see how it goes, and I also started clancy potatoes from seed it's not from the cut up tubers like people normally do it's actually yeah. a seed that was given to me it was an all-american selection 2019 vegetable winner i got the seed last year but i started it again this year and i'm starting it from seed and growing it in a big big grow bag and then um, i got renee's gardens wild garden frills kale that i started from seed and i started in the containers because it's easier for me to control it and now it's so high that I, I could use it I could eat it but I'm also transplanting it because I have so much and I'm transplanting it into different areas in the garden um how long and, did it take for that to germinate did it was it did it take a while oh no it only took a month I do it outside in containers and it only takes a month and I'm very heavy-handed with the seed so I end up with a whole lot more <laughs> and it's like yeah. oh my god what am I going to do so that's why I'm tucking it in and it's nice tucker in her you know it's small enough you can just tuck it in in different places in the garden so I'm tucking mm -hmm. it in and I'm doing that with arugula too I have way too much arugula so I'm tucking oh, it in wait a minute, wait a minute. <laughs> you have too much arugula <laughs> well <laughs> well I, I have a way of of sowing too much seed and I get too excited and then I end up with way too much and uh -huh. an, another thing I started from Renee's garden is Sweet William Lace Mantle, which is a biannual. And I started from seed and ended up with a whole lot of it. So I'm planting it all over in the garden because that's supposed to bloom the first year. And that's a, a flowering plant. Oh, wow. Yeah. And then, of course, you know about the plant swap that I was doing a while ago. So I ended up with Monarda, Phlox, Euphorbia, and Lily of the Valley. So I planted those all in the ground. Mm -hmm. And now, you're you know, not allergic to you, the allergic, uh, the euphorbia. It well, didn't make your skin itch or anything. Well, I purposely had long sleeve, long pants, and everything, so it didn't okay. affect me. But I had gloves and everything, and I know about it. And I also know that next year I'm going to cut off those flower heads so it doesn't seed all over the place. But I have, exactly. I purposely got it because I have a place that doesn't get very much rain at all. 
So I thought oh. it would be able to take that kind of condition. Right. And then, you know, I grow a lot of herbs. So I had so much lemon balm. I cut the lemon balm and made lemon balm cookies and lemon balm bread. Huh. Now, and it, are you doing your lemon balm in a container or in the ground? No, that's been in my ground forever and ever and ever. And um, I actually, I harvested it fresh, washed it, of course, you know, let it dry a little bit so it's not so wet because then you have to mince it with a knife and it's easier to mince it when it's dry and uh, it was so good my kids loved it it was really really good and I'm going to post the recipes on my website in case anybody wants to try it and it's an easy plant to grow oh it's so easy mm -hmm. and an easy plant to share too right well and I did for this plant swap I um I just you just dig up a clump and you know give it to somebody it's and mine's not evasive it doesn't move it doesn't go anywhere ah that's pretty good so was it real lemony or just a hint of lemon it was real lemony especially the cookies were real lemony the lemon bread was not as lemony but the cookies were a strong lemony flavor and then when you start working with it, you think oh i can do this i can do that i can do that and i'm mm -hmm. thinking oh i can mix it up and use it for fish wouldn't that be great you know and my kids are kind of like rolling their eyes you know it's like oh mom <laughs> it's enough of the lemon ball <laughs> Suffice it to say, they will not be uh, lemony, <laughs> lemony crazy by September, huh? <laughs> but that's what gardeners do. We introduce and our families are subjected to our experiments. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, you know, they benefit. They get their fresh tomatoes and their kale and their peppers, you know, and mm -hmm. Elizabeth gets her chive butter. And so they, they get benefit. Yeah. I can't wait to see those recipes. Are you keeping track of everything pretty good, Peggy? Oh, yeah. So that's the other thing is I there's so many people who are really gung-ho with gardening right now, which is great. But I just want them to know they really should be keeping records because in the later on, you know, as we get into summer, you're going to want to know what you planted, how did it work out? And then you might have questions. You might want to know about fertilizing or you know, pests or things like that. And then you're going to want to know what the name of that plant is. Mm -hmm. And I write everything down. I have a word document. It's a, it's a word document that I've been keeping on my garden forever and ever and ever. So that's why I write everything down and where it's at. Um, and I have a normal house, but at a regular yard, but I've mentally kind of like broken it up into different spaces so like on the left side of the house is this, on the right side of the house is this, you know, on the back 40 is this, you know what I mean? Now, do you take pictures as well, like with your phone? So well, if you a new plant, you can put that in. I'm always file. taking pictures, but that's because I'm a garden communicator and I'm always taking pictures to post, you know, on my website or on social media and everything. But I keep, I really keep a word document that's really long and I, I have notes and everything. And the other thing is it's really important for people to know the botanical or Latin name of the plant because then when they need to know more, if they had that name, they could find out the information. Whereas there are many, you know, many plants have many common names. And if you search by the common name, you might not get the actual plant you're looking for. Exactly. See, you, you do it on the computer. I'm all about the cute. So, you know, it's got to have a cute journal. So I've got cute journals. <laughs> um, one is downstairs by the sliding glass door for the stuff in the back. And then I have a one I think is a little bit cuter by the front door. So that way I don't have to always look for the same one. Um, because if I don't want to log on, 
I can always reference my journal in hand, so to speak. That's a good so. way to do it, too, especially mm-hmm. with people who have like, you know, upstairs, downstairs or front door, back door. Keep the journal where the door is. And then that's your reference. You know, oh, it's for the back. or Oh, it's for the front. Exactly. exactly. That's a good idea. Yeah, it's it just and it helps, too, because if I'm thinking in the early spring, where was that gap? Well, because um, I'm famous, I will take pictures and I'll stick them in that page for that day. Mm-hmm. And I, I say, oh, where was that gap? Well, it, well, it was like early spring. <clears throat> I can look in my journal then flip the pages till I find out where the gap was or where, where I, did I put that new plant? Oh, it didn't come back. It did come back. Oh, it's bigger this year. Oops, got to move it. It's going to hide something. It just gives me a visual. I'm a visual person. So I like right. to see it, you know. So, but journal keeping, that is the best tip for the day. And also to take, uh, especially with bulbs, if you take a picture of your daffodils and then, of course, when they wither away in the summertime, you know, that's where those bulbs were, you know, so you don't actually dig them up like I did last fall. <laughs> or, or you're out there with the shovel to put in that new plant and then it's like, and, and you come up with half a bulb with the soil. Yeah, not a good idea. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Love those journals. Journals are, are gardener's best friend. Mm-hmm. That's true. Yeah. So I got to tell you about my, my latest adventure. Um, I was in Pennsylvania. Hmm. Well, not really physically. Oh, here we go again, virtually. <laughs> I always believe you. I don't know. Oh, why. Sorry, I was on the couch and I was couch surfing. <laughs> um, one of the places that um I love, the Brandywine Valley. Um, the Brandywine uh Conservancy and Museum of Art is such a cool place. Um, we've got to go when we can move about freely. But if you go online, um, they have a blog and they also have a list of activities you can do. So right now, um, because I never want to forget the seasons, mm-hmm. they, um, I'm working on a pressed flower project. So hmm. I collected like a daffodil and my dogwood bloom, viburnum uh, bloom, one of my miniature tulips. I'm collecting that stuff and I'm using their directions from their website to make a pressed um, flower planting basically. And then um, what I'll do is once it's dried and pressed, I'm gonna put it in a frame so I can remember this period of pausing. That's a good idea. Yeah, I mean, and it also reminds me, you know, this is 2020 is a year of clarity. We clearly did not anticipate being in the house. <laughs> right. In the spring. So it's just like a little memento. Um, another thing I did, um, we had talked last last time about the Atkins Arboretum, different places to go where you could still take a really good walk and mm-hmm. still practice good um, social distancing. And so I drove out to the Atkins Arboretum and um, it was just beautiful. It was to see the, leaf, the trees begin to leaf out. There were very few people there, but the drive did me good and it was a great way to get some natural vitamin D. Um, because we're inside, I'm, I'm normally outside. I don't have a lot of time, even though I'm not commuting, the mm-hmm. sun is going down at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. So I just got up you know, early one morning on the weekend and drove out there and it really did me good. Cleared my mind, 
I got my natural vitamin D. It's still nippy outside. Mm -hmm. It's just beautiful, Peggy. Um, so I'm advising everyone, um, take a ride. Um, Soderley Plantation in um, Southern Maryland is another good place. Their buildings are not open, but the grounds are. So maybe before you start exploring, Google it. See if the grounds are open and go for a long drive and then go for a really long walk. Right. That will help get you through this period of pausing. What about oh, yeah. you? What about you? What are you doing? Yeah. And you have to remember to also still be physical because some people just tend to be in the house too much and your body needs to move. It can't just be walking like two feet a day. You know, you need to get out and walk around. <laughs> and trust me, when you decide, oh, yeah, now it's warmed up the garden. If you've been sitting inside, your body's going to go, whoa, what are you yeah. doing? <laughs> Don't need well, to I've been like that. <laughs> I've been more virtual. I go out and walk. I mean, I'm out in the garden all the time and I walk. Um, and then my kids and I, we go to drive to a place to walk like along the George Washington Parkway. But um, online, I'm noticing more and more things to watch and learn online, which is cool. So like Brent and Becky Bulbs have started doing their podcasting again. So I was listening to their pod, the first podcast about daffodils. They're going to do another one. And then um, I've been attending the Master Gardeners in Northern Virginia. They have many uh, presentations. I just attended one on composting. The U.S. Botanic Garden had Marta McDowell's lecture on all the president's garden, which is her book, you know, that she published a long time ago but it was really cool to hear her give her lecture online and I would have gone you know if it had been here I would have gone to hear it because she's very good right. really good author and then this past weekend the Pete Udoff movie was live streamed from a British company so yes. I was able to watch that and that's long but it really is good people I really recommend that one that is very very good it takes you away doesn't it it really, and that's the other good thing is that it takes you away because it's in other parts of the world and it's so refreshing to see something other than your four walls. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. That was that was really good. And then yeah. of course, you know, Charlie Nardozzi had a free webinar on vegetable gardening. The Mount Vernon Greenhouse Manager had a free webinar on container gardening. Virginia Tech Extension Agents are starting to do free webinars. And then Katie Dubow's show on Facebook every day at one o'clock. Mm -hmm. I do that. And um, and Dr. Alan Armitage has his every Saturday morning. He has his walkabout in his personal gardens. And um, the Oak Spring Foundation gave a virtual garden tour this past Saturday. Yeah, so I'm I doing a whole that. lot more. Yeah, yeah that, it's that was a whole a good lot one. more of that. Mm -hmm. It is good. And, and, and the thing of it is, is that you wouldn't normally be able to go to that place. And then here you get to see it online. Yeah. And all this stuff, every time I see it, you know, sometimes there's not very much lead time. So every time I see it, I shared on my peg plant facebook website um because there's just so much popping up now it's like people are realizing oh we have to do something here and i'm like yes yes i want it yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and it's also inspirational because it is like you said some of these places you would never get to really go physically visit right. so to see it online it just might you know it, it might capture your interest and go oh i could do that oh that's a nice layout so the inspiration behind these virtual visits is amazing. Even is. finding out tidbits from Brent and Becky, because Brent shares some tidbits that you might not ordinarily hear about, right? Well, so he was saying, you know, daffodils um, were up and he was saying to wait at least eight weeks after they bloom before you cut back the foliage and don't put the 
rubber bands around the foliage. So you do learn a lot. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and of course, you know, he's an expert on daffodils. So if that's what he says, that's what he says. Do it. Right. That's right. I mean, that's why there's there are tips. And even on Katie, on Katie Dubow's show, you get to meet people that you might not ordinarily get a chance to know or meet. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then you can find out how to reach out to them and or you might not have known that um, there was an interesting one on houseplants. And I'm like, you know what? My houseplants are all annuals. I'm so much better with things in the ground. But, you know, I'm going to try some more houseplants because why not? And I would mm-hmm. not have tried it had I not listened to Katie Jubal on her show where the guest was definitely encouraging people to give houseplants a try. Right. She's doing a really good job of having a show on Facebook live every day, Monday through Friday at one o'clock. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, that's a really good idea. That's my lunch. (laughs) It's my daily lunch with lunch with Katie every single day. (laughs) That's a good idea. (laughs) Yeah. Well, you know, in the garden uh, and horticultural industry, because of this temporary um, staying in place, we are all reaching out so that people do not miss out on things. Fear of missing out is real. So Ledoux, Topiary Garden in Maryland, every year they have this wonderful festival. And when I heard it was canceled this year, I was devastated. However, mm-hmm. it's not, it is canceled in real life, but they're having a virtual garden festival. So starting today, April 29th, through the end of May, you can shop online at their virtual garden festival. And it's the coolest thing. You just go to ledoux.com. Certain vendors participate on certain days. Everyone doesn't participate every day. Mm-hmm. Some of them are offering discounts. Some of them have curbside pickup. And some of them are even offering special delivery parameters. But you have to check the listing carefully so you don't right. miss it on someone that you were trying to um, capture. Also... Right. Um, every fall, there's the wonderful pawpaw festival at Long Creek Nursery. Mm-hmm. Um, Michael Judd, who's written a book on edible landscape, he's written several books. Um, he has collaborated with the Northeast Organic Farmers Association. And Michael is going to have a webinar. And it's affordable. I mean, it's like $25 if you're a member, $35 if you're not. And he's going to be sharing all kinds of wonderful things about growing sustainably with the earth and with edibles. So if you wanted to find out more about that, you can go to N-O, F as in Frank, A as in Apple, NJ.org. And that's the um, Northeast Organic Farmers Association, the New Jersey branch, um, because they will have a listing on there where it's broken down by states where they have association. So Michael's a part of the New Jersey region, but you might want to go on there and find out because he, he has the coolest setup. If you haven't been to Long Creek, you really need to check out the Pawpaw Festival in September and then you need to go. Pawpaws right. are cool. And he's also selling other edibles too. If oh, anybody's yeah, interested in buying them. some edible plants, I think he's selling them. You just have to contact him personally to see if, how you can swing by and get it. But yeah. he's starting to sell them. Yeah, and, he, and he's got seeds, and you get mm-hmm. to taste the pawpaw. Last year, I had pawpaw ice cream. I had mm-hmm. bread. 
it was it's an amazing festival. It's an amazing event. And yes, I'm coming again this September, Michael. So, um, but check it out. It, it's uh, well, if we're in the house, we might as well gather some education and do something with our brains instead of just watching movies. You know. Well, that's great. Do you have any other upcoming events or news for the next couple of weeks? Um, over the next couple of weeks, not really, because a lot of things are virtual, but mm. I'm sure in two weeks time, because things are changing rapidly, as far as different places beginning to open gradually. Um, I just caution everyone, just be safe. If you go out, be safe, practice the proper distancing recommendations. Um, but most importantly, get outside and garden. The garden is evolving. What about you, Peggy? Well, uh, that's true. Everybody should be very safe and, you know, do the social, uh, the physical distancing. Actually, it's really physical distancing because we're exactly. all on social media now. But um, there, if you, I'm, I'm on Facebook a lot. I know not a lot of people are on Facebook, but if, on your fa- if you're on Facebook, you might see a lot of things popping up um, or go to the Master Gardeners of Northern Virginia's website and you'll see that they have a lot of virtual presentations there. Um, the other thing too is that the Fairfax Food Council is having an exploring edible front yard on May the 5th and then the Eco Action in Arlington is going to have an online presentation on nature in our community why biophilia matters on May the 13th and the American Orchid Society is now giving webinars on orchid growing free and Ron Finley, the gangster gardener, has a master class on gardening now, which is something you have to register and pay for. But, you know, he is also very, very involved in gardening on the California side. Yep. So he, yeah. He's another guru to watch and listen to. He is. He is very, very good. And he um, he definitely makes a good case for a lot of the common areas on the sidewalk. Like in front of my house, I have a... a it's a green space and it's right. grass. So every once in a while, a little man comes with a ride along lawnmower. He whacks down the grass and then that's it. And in, in my world, I would love to just plant that up into something that would serve the families in my court. But because we're, we're the government, my um, city government is not really, um, open at the moment so i can't right. address that fact but true. it would just make sense i mean ron started in his hell strip in front of his house and then mm-hmm. his yard and he grew stuff for the community community right. garden is all the rage and it just makes sense i would rather go out and pick an apple or um grow some corn or grow some tomatoes for the families in my court because i've got a young family and two elders on either side of me. And then it's a single young man. I would love to be able to give them some food or produce from something right in the middle than to have somebody come with a lawnmower and just whack the grass, you know? Right, right, right. That's true. You could, I mean, you actually, because you had the time, you could actually do something, but you would have to contact your local county government to make sure it's okay because there's so many rules about that now. That's right. And I would probably go more with a raised area because I don't know what's in the turf. Um, That's true. I have a little community garden um, on one of the main streets here in um, the city where I live. Not a lot of people use it, but I'm thinking because things have changed now, 
<laughs> our world has changed. I think there's four different areas that are courts in my neighborhood. And every day when I walk precious, I think to myself, those four areas should be food ridden or food driven areas to provide for the people that live in that court. Mm-hmm. Just It just makes sense. But don't worry, I'm waiting till our government opens back up and um, see if they're, if that's something that they would be interested in doing. That's a good idea. Do you have a community garden near you, Peggy? No, we don't. Um, we have, uh, Northern Virginia has lots of rec centers and parks, but um, there's no community garden near here. But I know that there are a lot of them in Fairfax County. Mm-hmm. And if you wanted to learn more about that, you would call up uh, Green Springs to find out about that. Right. But Gardening and community is the next best thing, right? Mm-hmm. That's true. Yeah. Well, this has been fun. I can't wait for the next two weeks because by then, maybe some of this uh, pausing will have uh, ended a little bit or, or at least we'll have a little bit more freedom to move about. And maybe mm-hmm. we can find some more creative things for people to do to engage in gardening. And if not, then people can focus on their victory gardens, which I'll share more about next time. All right, great. Well, goodbye for now. Tune in to listen to us in two weeks and visit our websites for more detailed information at pegplant.com and cottageinthecourt.com. We're also very active on social media. You can find me at Pegplant and Terry at Cottage in the Court. Our podcast is available on eight platforms, Apple Podcasts, Anchor, Spotify, Breaker, Google Podcasts, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, and Overcast. Both Terry and I have links to this episode on our websites. Goodbye for now, and remember, there's always something happening in the garden.